everybody want to know what I would do if I didn't win. I guess we'll never know. Imagine making a difference. No, imagine being the difference. The difference between I can't and I can or I won't and I will. The reason someone chooses to wake up and strive for greatness. In life, it can feel like everything is working against you. Let's defy all odds and break generational curses. This is Overstepping Poverty with Daquan and Zacchaeus. Welcome back to Overstepping Poverty, the podcast that provides you with tips, tricks, and hacks in overstepping poverty. Today, I'm here with my co-host, Zacchaeus. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. It's, a, it's been a wonderful day. What did you do today, man? Today, I worked. And the reason that it was just so wonderful and enlightening to me is I was able to help another person move into their next big purchase, really. I mean... As far as purchasing vehicles, it's going to be your second biggest purchase that you really make in your life. It's always great just being able to help someone really fulfill a need. And obviously, you need you need a vehicle to get places. You need a vehicle to get to work, drop your kids off. So I always find those things on just in my job, how, how grateful I am to be in the position that I am to help people. It fills me up. I agree, man. How about you? Today, I had a few trainings, got some cool products, and then I met with a couple cool people, man. There's a lot of good things in the works right now. Super excited, and I've been able to use, you know, some of the things that we've talked about on the last few episodes to network, make connections with people, and honestly, it's got me at a point right now to where I I feel like the sky is the limit. There really is no limit. I love it. You know, so... I love it. Today was a great day. Tomorrow's going to be another great day. So yeah, what are we going to get into today, man? You know, today we're actually going to dive into something very informative. Something that actually many people are talking and discussing around the world. Most people may even be discussing it with themselves. And that's going to be, today we're going to talk about physical and mental health. It just can play a role, a crucial role in overcoming poverty. Poor mental health can lead to decreased motivation, decreased productivity, and increased stress and all which can contribute to a cycle of poverty. Now, on the other hand, good mental health can provide you with resilience as well as resources to overcome economic challenges as well as strive for financial stability. So really, what I want to do is I really want to deep dive into that. Off the cuff, I want to know exactly for you to tell me about a time that you noticed your mental health was in a bad place and how you dealt with it. Okay, Uh, so we're just going to get into this right away. As I think about the last few years, really since COVID and a couple years ago, my wife and I, we had our first son. And so there was a lot of big changes going on with everything in the world, in our lives. And when Zaire was born, he didn't have the best birth experience. It was stressful. Most people, when they have a child, they go into labor, they have their child, they get to hold their child, and then they're sent home a couple days later. And that wasn't our experience. Through the pregnancy, everything was good. Everything was where it needed to be. And then when Zaire was born, things changed. 
a little bit at that time. When he was born, he, we didn't hear him cry right away. We had to go into an emergency C-section. And it just wasn't the experience that you were expecting. When he was born, he wasn't, he wasn't breathing. He had the umbilical cord wrapped around his neck. He had a hole in his lung. There was a lot of things that were not right at the time. And from my perspective, I'm, I'm sitting there with Jenna and I didn't know what to do. Do I go with my newborn child or do I stay with my wife? She was at a point where she was like, just go with him and she was good. And when she told me that, I knew she was good. I went with him and he was going to the NICU and there was nurses everywhere. It was crazy. I didn't even know they had that many people on the floor. It was so overwhelming. I didn't know what was going to happen. I was very unsure. And that took a lot out of us. He was in the NICU for about a week. Right away, we didn't know what was going to happen, like I said, but we always felt hopeful. We felt that he was going to be good. There was no doubt in my mind after probably about the first hour that he was going to be good. I had been dead set on it. He's good. Nothing's wrong. And who knows? Maybe it was denial at the time, um, but I believed it. I believed it wholeheartedly. And I think I put every ounce of energy I had into those beliefs. And that might be why he's good. I don't know. But through that, it took so much out of us. Aside from dealing with having a a newborn and the child of having your first child, the challenge of having your first child, I should say, there were just a lot of changes. And through that, it's going to take a lot out of you anyways. And I just found myself getting into a place of poor mental health. I knew I wasn't getting up and doing the things that I needed to do. I still needed to work. I was 100% commission at the time, just like I am now. And if I wasn't out meeting people, making sales, I wasn't making money. That was like the furthest thing from my mind. So he was good. About a week later, he was able to leave the hospital and the doctors were telling us, I don't know how he made it. I don't know how there's no brain injuries. There's none of that. And we're blessed. So I'm, I'm super blessed and happy that that happened, you know, but there were just a lot of changes going on at that time. And like I said, I, I found myself not doing everything that I needed to do. And I found my wife picking up a lot of my slack. That's never a good feeling, but I'm thankful that I could notice it because through that, I knew that things needed to change and it's a long journey changing and coming from a place where you're in a poor mental space and being conscious enough to know that things need to change and trying to take a first step. That can be the hardest part after you've acknowledged that you have a problem is finding out what do I do next to make sure that I can fix this problem or how do I get into a place where I'm no longer in a poor mental space. I'm in a positive mental space. I'm creating things. I'm doing the things I need to do. I'm waking up every day and going to work or whatever it is that I need to do. I need to be making sure that I'm doing it through that. It was about a year after Zaire was born maybe about 10 months actually, Wake, a clothing brand here in Sioux Falls, and a mental health group named We Can, they came together and they started doing mental health groups. And just through networking and meeting with people when I was selling life insurance, I made connections with both of these people. And they invited me to it, not really knowing where I was at mentally. And at the time, I was so against meeting with a therapist or talking to people about my problems. And I think that... 
really that's just kind of how society makes people feel a lot of times is that as a man, you don't show weakness. You don't show your vulnerable side. You don't let people know that you need help. And I think that's one of the most toxic narratives that's out there because it keeps people in the place of poor mental health. When you feel like you shouldn't and can't talk to anybody, it can eat at you. So through them putting that those groups together and inviting anybody to go to it, it really gave me a place where I was able to not only kind of express how I was feeling or maybe what I was going through, but it also gave me the perspective that other people are going through things too. When I found myself feeling sorry for myself for what had happened and and where we were at and at the same time we were so blessed and just grateful that he was healthy and everything was really was fine it was just mental and through that going to those mental health groups talking about these things I started to dive into YouTube and getting into more of the self-growth really trying to learn more about myself at 28 years old I was learning more about myself than I think I learned any other year before that it's not easy it takes a lot of self-reflecting there's going to be days when you're not wanting to talk about it you're not wanting to do the thing that you need to do, but it's worth it. It's worth it to get up and make an effort to make your life better. If not for you, at least for the people in your lives. And through that, like I said, I'm blessed. I feel like right now I'm in one of the best mental health spaces that I've been. I don't work out as much as I should. And I think that that's most people, but I can definitely say during that process of finding myself and going through that self-growth, I was hitting the gym and going to the gym and working out were some of the things that pulled me out of like the lowest places. And it doesn't even have to be running 10 miles or lifting a million pounds of weight. It could be going for a walk, getting out of your house, going into nature or even going to the gym and walking on the treadmill. It can be anything. As long as you're getting active, you're getting your body moving. So that's a little bit of story and experience on me and when I felt myself getting into a lower space as far as my mental health and really finding myself through the support system that I have. I have a good friend that he was asking me, getting me into the gym, you know, like, hey, let's go. There's stuff we need to do. This is important. And I thank him for that. And that's what we need. We need people that are going to push us to be better. Absolutely. You know, just like we talked about with the inner circle episode. That's exactly what we're talking about. When people are wanting to see you do better, not for them. It doesn't matter to them. It doesn't benefit them, it, but it benefits you and they know that and they know your family and they know it's important. So yeah. What about you, man? First, I appreciate you sharing that with us. I mean, what it sounds like is you did some things differently than what most people will do when they come into a situation where they do have poor mental health. Most people will just break down. They'll break down. They'll keep it to themselves. You said that you started to talk to other people. You went to a group and discussed it with others. And that's vulnerability. We talked about that in our first episode. And that really actually, it helps you. It allows you to take the next step forward. Whether it's that or going to the gym or really meditation or anything like that. It sounds like you dealt in a very positive in a very healthy way. Really what I wanna say is mental health, it's like the ocean and you are the boat. Below the water, you can't see anything. And 
that's how mental health works. You can't see exactly the problems that the people are going through, the issues that are coming through their mind, and, and it's a lot. So below the water, you can't see anything. Above the water, you see this just fantastic yacht just sailing the ocean, and it's, it's going port to port port to port, you know, and it's doing its job. It's it's taking its passengers to the port and it's running properly. It's doing great. But below you don't you don't see exactly what's going on. But eventually those what's underneath the water tends to rise and it becomes above water. And once it does get above water, those are obstacles and barriers that you need to break or you need to move around. And it sounds like you hit those straight on. So I do appreciate that. Now for me, mine actually came Back when my wife and I, we were discussing about moving to Rapid City to live closer to her family. We discussed just moving multiple different areas and we discussed and we decided on that. And at that time, I was working for a company and I had two options. The first option was I could start a different career. The second option was to move within in the company and move into a higher position. And out of comfort, I said, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and just move within and I'll, I'll work my way through this because it's comfortable. And I did that. And after three weeks of being out there, I ended up getting laid off. We, we were in a zoom call and they had thousands of people on this call and they told everyone, Hey, unfortunately we are getting rid of your positions. We're going through a full reorganization. And I never thought that would happen to me. And it happened to me. And now mind you a little bit background, we were living with my mother-in-law, her mom at the time. And so as a man, I'm living with my fiance at the time, but wife now I'm living with her mom. I don't have a job. I don't know what the next step is. And that was tough because as a man in society, they say you need to be able to provide, you know, you need to be able to put food on the table. You need to be able to pay for the bills or anything like that. That's what society says. Now, is that true fully? Absolutely not. And I learned that through partnership. But at that time, it was so much weight on my shoulders where in my head, I'm like, wow, her mom's looking at you and she's like, why did you bring this bum to my house? He doesn't have a job. You know, he's, what is he doing? Is that self-talk? It is self-talk. Okay. It is self-talk. Finally, I'm like, I'm like, I got to do something. So that's actually how I got into the career that I'm in now. But during that time, my mental health was just poor. I would wake up 8 a.m. I'd go and grab a beer out of the refrigerator like it was normal because I didn't have anything else to do. I'm like, let me grab a beer and I'll go play video games. I'd stay up late. I couldn't fall asleep and stay in my room. They'd all be home and I'd be sitting in my room. And this is just something I dealt with myself until finally I was like, I got to voice this to someone. So my wife and I, we took a drive and I really explained to her, I said, listen, there's so much weight on my shoulders right now. And the reason for that is, is because I don't have a job. How am I going to provide? We're living with your mom. Like what, what's the next step here? Like, I, I feel like I'm letting you down. Not only that, I feel like I'm letting your family down because they're looking for a man that's going to marry her daughter, his daughter, and they're going to take care of. And I wasn't doing that. So finally, I mean, what really helped me is, is one talking about it. We talked it out that night and 
It was the best of my life. Making that decision to discuss, I cried. Honestly, I felt like all the weight on my shoulders was lifted. And that's what partners are for. They're able to carry that weight as well with you and as well as give you options moving forward. So I ended up taking a new role. I really flourished in that role. I became the top salesman at that dealership there. And it really led me to the career path that I'm in currently. As far as her, her mom, she used to put sticky notes like on, I'd find them on the, win, on the windows. I'd find them on the door, like make today great. You're gonna do awesome. And, and that helped as well. So just having people around you, I'm sure she knew that I was going through some things and just having people around you that are on your side, that inner circle that we discussed, like you said, is just crucial. And the way that I took care of that is I went to the gym, I was playing basketball, I actually started getting up, I would read and you know, I'd study for any of the career fields that I wanted to go into. I mean, really, basically, the biggest thing is really that as well as talking to others, voicing that out, because what that did is it took the weight and it allowed me to distribute it, but as well as work toward moving past where I was at at that time. Yeah. Great time in my life that I was able to overcome a barrier where things started to surface and I had to break through those and overcome those obstacles. So, yeah, it's interesting when you're able to look back on things and I think it's similar for a lot of people. And this is a message for people that feel like they're at their lowest. Oftentimes people have the most extreme amount of growth once they've hit the bottom, they have a perspective of not feeling good enough. They have a perspective of not knowing what to do. They have a perspective of survival. And when you're in that mindset, it really gives you two options. It gives you the option of continuing down the same path that you've been doing staying in that same place and then the next option is taking all that pain all that hurt that you get from those lowest moments and turning that into your motivation you know turning that into the same exact reason why you're never going to be at that lowest point ever again in your life and for some people, it's not as easy of it as it just happening one time. I think for most people, it doesn't just happen one time. Right. You go through periods. It's like your heart rate. Something that's helped me, I think, a lot handle the tough times is thinking of life as a heart rate, honestly. Because if there weren't ups and there weren't downs, you would be dead. Literally. Our life is so short. There's so much to experience or so many great things in our life and it really takes you digging deep and and putting your foot down to the old ways and making a change i absolutely agree and really what i want to deep dive into next is going to be is just what are some signs that you're dealing with poor mental health because some of our viewers they're probably in the same situation that we were in at the time where we thought everything was normal but it's not normal it's it really isn't so We'd like to give you guys, really, they're going to be red flags where you should be like, hey, listen, I need to recognize this and I need to know exactly how to move forward or I need to know exactly if I need help, if I need to talk to anyone. So what are those? First one I would say is your productivity and people have different schedules for work. So sleeping later into the day 
it just is going to depend on what your work schedule is requiring and what you're doing as far as that. But, you know, making sure that you're getting the things done, like I was saying earlier, done that you need to. That's waking up, taking care of your hygiene, being on time, being responsive. You don't have you have to be at people's beck and call by any means, but maintaining your relationships with people, maintaining your job, whatever it is that you have going on that you know you need to be doing, make sure that those things are being done. And that's going to make you feel so much better once the things that need to be done are done and you're able to do your own thing, relax or whatever it is, you know. So just not being productive is a sign that maybe you're off a little bit. I feel like that kind of goes into with not doing the things that are necessary. I feel like you really answered that as well on that. So what I'd say is, is going to be more of a poor me attitude. And I get it. A lot of people need to know exactly when you are the victim and you're not being victimized. And it's so easy to play the victim. It is. It's very easy. At that point in time, when I was fired from my job, I played the victim. I said to myself multiple times, I said, listen, it's okay that you're in this position right now because you were doing your job and you got fired. Instead, I should have just turned that around into energy and I should have just started doing things right away to move forward in my life. But I didn't. I just continued to stay exactly where I was at and the place that I was at was just unhealthy. So that poor me attitude, like you, you really need to realize that when you are using that attitude because it's not healthy and it's going to continue to just drive you under the surface. I agree, man. Yeah. The, the next thing that I wanted to say about a sign that you might be dealing with poor mental health is your addictions. I know everybody has their own things that they go to when they need to handle stress or they have anxiety you know my perspective it's sad at one point when I was in college I didn't know anybody really that was smoking nicotine smoking cigarettes at all and then those jewels and those vapes started popping up and from my perspective I feel that it's having a huge negative impact on our generation and the younger generation's mental health I have friends and people I care about that can't go an hour without hitting a vape. And it's, and I'm not calling them out. It's sad. It makes me feel bad. And I know that that is contributing to just poor mental health. And I think that that's something that needs to be addressed for a lot of people. Um, And I'm no saint. I think everybody has, like I said, everybody has their thing, but for me, that's just something I see in our society that's that's having a big impact. Absolutely. We're in the part of our episode where we provide our listeners, our viewers, five tips, tricks, and hacks into bettering your mental health. Zach, why don't you start us off? Yeah, so the first thing is creating a routine. I talked about it earlier uh, when my son was born and the struggles that I had during that time. The one thing that I got away from was my routine. Having a routine makes your day start off so much easier when you know the things that you're going to be doing. And sometimes we don't always have everything within our control to make sure that those things are happening the same exact time this every single day, but we can do our best to make sure that we're doing the things necessary within our routine to give us a jump start. I completely agree. I agree. Next is going to be getting sleep. 
that is very, very crucial. Now, what that's going to do is it's, it's going to boost your immune system. It's going to strengthen your heart. It's going to, you know, better sleep equals better mood. And most people will allow their mood to just ruin their entire day, um, which isn't good, as well as ruin their mental health, as well as just increase productivity. And then, of course, increase exercise and performance. So just getting sleep can really just better you all around. Yeah. The next one, number three, is going to be challenge negative thoughts. This is huge. You guys, we have so many thoughts in our head that happens every single day. And a very small amount of those thoughts are positive. With you talking about your experiences earlier, the negative self-talk. Yep. Those are the same exact thoughts that we're talking about. When you have those thoughts coming in, being able to recognize those and diving into those and asking yourself, why am I having these thoughts? Or who told me this? Who told me I wasn't worth a damn? It's important to ask yourself those things. And when those thoughts are coming in, being conscious of it and really trying your best to change your thought. I'm not worthless. I'm not this. I'm not that. And and I think that has a huge impact and really helps people. You know, challenging those negative thoughts on the next thing is going to be practice self-care. You have to understand that a better you is a better you for everyone. So you need to make sure that you're 100%. You're 100% bought into anything that you do. You're 100% healthy, you know, so whether that's being physical and getting to the gym or anything like that, practicing meditation, really just anything. Uh, You have to understand that you are the root cause to bettering yourself as well as bettering someone else. So I like definitely that. that. And then this last thing here to better your mental health is going to be talking to someone. We can easily just relate this back to your inner circle. As somebody growing up, I never wanted to talk to a therapist. It was something that I was so against. And my mom, growing up, she would want me to go. I would go and I'd end up leaving crying. And for me, just being able to talk to somebody that you trust, whether that's a family member, a trusted friend, or a professional, is big. Again, they give you a different perspective. They give you a perspective of the outside looking in. And we're not always able to control everything but the one thing that we can control is being vulnerable talking with people that we trust and letting them in you know i think that's so important and it just allows you to move past some of those hurdles absolutely well that is all for today you guys thank you so much for tuning in to overstepping poverty again the podcast that gives you tips tricks and hacks into overstepping poverty as well as it allows you guys to take you and better yourself. And that's exactly what we're here for. So thank you so much again to Quan Brooks and Zacchaeus Shaw. Thank you guys. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Overstepping Poverty. We hope you found this week's discussion informative and thought-provoking. We know that tackling poverty is a complex issue, but by working together and understanding the root causes, we can make progress towards creating a more equitable society. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and family, and don't forget to subscribe to our show. Until next time, let's take the next steps in Overstepping Poverty.